Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Uh, good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, February 22nd, 2024. Got all of your entertainment news in one place. Let's start off with some good vibes. As you guys might have known, uh, we had Caitlin Bristow's podcast last week featured Braden Bowers and Christina Mandrell. Braden Bowers, uh, star of Bachelor in Paradise this past summer, and or I should say this past fall, and now he's actually showcasing his rapping skills. Have listen let's start the day off with a nice smile i'm gonna give you three words and those three words are podcast wine (laughs) and love yeah i had a blast i'm on a podcast i'm going real fast bringing my gun yeah going out blast how do you do coming in yo i like a fool Everybody say I'm just a tool, but I'm just playing it, playing it real cool. Dang, yeah, you know I feel fine, sitting at home, drinking my wine. How you go do that thing? I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah, look at her ring. Oh my goodness, yeah, where you from? Oh yeah, best believe, yeah, that's all love. I said, mm. that's three words. The end of the verse. Isn't that crazy? I did that all. I'm proud of myself. I did not even curse. <laughs> That was a little rough, yeah. but... Yeah. All right, so there it is. Braden Bauer showing us uh, what it means to be a little charming guy there in the Bachelor world. I know we're not supposed to see Bachelor contestants actually having talents out there, uh, but every once in a while, we see one, and uh, good for them. If that didn't make you smile, it's probably on you. It's probably on you. All right, um, I don't know about you guys. I am still reeling over yesterday's... Uh, court conversation we live streamed can you believe that 2000 people in the chat thousands afterwards i don't think we've ever had that many people in one place on our channel and we're we're going to probably have more videos today covering all of the blatant abuses of the court system that we're seeing now. As we know, Clayton Eckerd is in this paternity scandal, and she is has been forced, his accuser is now being forced to sign over her HIPAA papers, as the judge ordered, and has a deposition on March 1st. So, all sides, uh, all of Clayton's sides, his lawyers, I mean, for the most part, seem to be in very good spirits as far as now finding out. I mean, they, they are winning, as it were, in this case. I you know, don't know much about law, and it's kind of hard to know who's winning. Is this good? Is this bad? But the fact that the case is getting extended uh, now puts him on the offensive to say, you know what? You made my life a living hell. Now, please show your evidence for all of the accusations she has made. Well, uh, people, because of all of the things that were revealed in the courtroom, are looking back at all of the previous uh, motions and things like that. One from mid-September, where uh, Jane Doe was actually trying to get the uh, her the the whole case seal. She had a motion to seal, an expedited motion to seal on um, September fourteenth, twenty twenty-three. Uh, again, this was before I believe she took this to the sun. But in the motion, uh, she said the court seal should seal this case in its entirety as soon as possible to prevent tabloid media outlets from being able to publish filings in this case. But don't forget, 
She's the one who went to page six. She's the one who went to the sun. It just so happens that this, the page six didn't want to cover it. But after she went to them and they said, you know, this is public. We can do what we want with it. That's when she's probably started to get a little worried there. Um, so very bizarre. But as the uh, motion to seal the court record states from her, she said, again, back in September, now we can look at this as we know she's not pregnant and it makes it that much more interesting. She said, um, petitioner Jane Doe, who requests that the court seal the case, all that has been submitted so far and everything that will be filed in the future so that the general public may not access it. This filing is expedited due to the fact that media outlets New York Post and Page Six have expressed interest in in publicizing the case, which involves unborn minor children and have attempted communication with both parties for comment. Now, if you didn't catch yesterday's live stream, I suggest going to watch or listen. But as we're finding out now, she claims, again, as of yesterday, that in November, she went to a doctor that said, you're not pregnant, you must have miscarried one or two months ago. So all of these claims being made, and it really comes down to, did she believe she was pregnant? And if so, will she get off the hook? And that's the question people have. Can you get off the hook for just believing you're pregnant? Um, I don't know. I don't, you know, don't want to sound like an old, an old fogey here, but I, you know, these kids these days, it's like, you know, you know, you ever, uh, you ever talk to someone who goes, I'm just speaking my truth. And it's like, well, what's the truth? I don't need to hear your truth. I need to hear the truth. And I know what they say, you know, everyone's got their side to the story. But now that we're going to find out the genetic testing from Ravgen, uh, which was meant to decide paternity, hopefully there's a little evidence in that blood that will prove whether or not she was ever pregnant at all. And that's what the beauty of science is. I don't know about you guys. I believe in science. I like science. You know, science can get things wrong, but also it can get a lot of things right. And we're going to have to see what science says about all of these claims she has made. All right. An article has come out in Bustle. Maria Georges should be the next bachelorette. We're going to get to that story next. Now, the Bachelor Rush Hour podcast does not dabble in spoilers, so just because there's an article that says Maria should be the next Bachelorette doesn't mean we don't think she'll win. At this point, it's kind of just like a friendly game everyone's playing. Assuming someone's going to win, who else might be the Bachelorette? Well, I got to tell you, and again, I'm not sharing any spoilers here, but Reality Steve shares his spoilers for who he thinks going to win, and of course, he's right more often than not. Again, I'm not sharing that here. Don't worry. Uh, But at the same time, there's somebody else whom I've been in conversation with who has had an alternate ending from Reality Steve's. Now, I love this. Now, of course, I want my buddy Reality Steve to get it right, but it's very interesting that there may be a change of what goes down. Uh, Steve is still working on finding out what the big twist is. If you want any of that content, you got to go to the YouTube channel and I share, you know, very clearly when I have a spoiler story versus a non-spoiler story. But I got to tell you, this season, I'm not saying it's reviving The Bachelor, uh, but Golden Bachelor definitely gave this season a very good lead-in, 
And so far, Joey is delivering. Well, Maria Georgia should be the next Bachelor, says Bustle.com. Joey G's Bachelor season is still moving along, but several front runners for his final rows have already emerged. He said during the February 19th episode, I'm at the point where I can say I might be falling in love with some of these women. It's like, doy, well, Maria makes The Bachelor compelling. Here are their arguments. While some critics recent uh, while some critics found recent Bachelor seasons boring, Joey's journey has been anything but. Thanks to Maria, she has played a large part in keeping viewers and her fellow contestants on their toes. It's easy to fall into the villain archetype and hard to climb out of it if you find yourself in the middle of drama. That's what makes Maria's time on the show so rewarding to watch. She's had every opportunity to lean into a cattier side, like when she was accused of bullying, but whenever she's confronted with conflict, she addresses it quickly and asks for clarification, as she did when Jess Edwards said it was disrespectful to talk to Joey when she already had a rose. Um, so here's what Bustle says. She puts herself first. Uh, you know, they cite examples. Bachelor fans voiced their support from her unique style to her candid social media presence, including a recent viral TikTok in which she acknowledged she's not innocent. It's clear that Maria has become a Bachelor fan favorite. So we'll have to see. I mean, clearly, I think if we don't have an answer, we'll probably have it by the Women Tell All episode, which I guess will be in a few weeks. I mean, that's coming up right around the corner. So we hope, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I would love to see, you know, the finalists. I mean, it could be, it. There's a, there's a whole bunch of people at this point, but Kelsey, Daisy, um, is there a second Kelsey or did that? Yeah, there's multiple Kelsey's. It could be any one of them would probably make a good bachelorette. When I say Maria, I say her because I think she provides a little bit of a spice to the show. She's not cookie cutter looking, but she is beautiful. And she comes uh, with a personality that's not going to take shit for anybody from anybody. I mean, I say either get her on uh, bachelorette or get her on Vanderpump rules. I need, you know, we need to see her. Uh, especially if we don't have a Bachelor in Paradise season this summer, which is something Reality Steve has reported. We don't know if that's true or not. Again, he said uh, Bachelor in Paradise might not be happening. Maybe they're just taking a year off. You know, uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? Everyone's been complaining about it for so long, so maybe the show's finally like, you know what? Let's we're we're kind of done going to the hot and humid beach of Mexico in the summertime. You know, off season, they probably get a discount. Well, let's go to some other interesting news. Sylvester Stallone put a little knife in daughter Sistine's backpack in fourth grade for self defense. The actor, who shares three daughters with wife Jennifer Flavin once gave their middle child, Sistine, a little knife. You know, hey, guys, I mean, when you're the daughter of Sylvester Stallone, you got people trying to steal your lunch money. You need to be able to shank a bitch. I'm sorry. Little Sistine needs to be able to shank a bitch. You just don't know who's coming after you. You need to fend for yourself. Look, I'm about to be a first-time father. Do I need my kid to be packing weaponry? No, I don't believe so. But I'm also not Sylvester Stallone. You know what I mean? Um, the Rambo actor, 77, took Sistine and her sister, Sophia, 27, to learn self-defense with Defense Strategies Group. Well, this is good to know. So he's uh, they're obviously doing like they're keeping up with the Kardashians thing uh, where he's got his you know bombshell daughters in their 20s. Um, I, again, I got to tell you, this probably could be a pretty interesting show. I uh, haven't watched any. Has anyone watched this show? Oh, I don't even know where you can find it. I haven't really been paying attention. 
but it looks like um, I mean I don't know I'm I'm kind of I've kind of become a sucker for reality TV. I've always made fun of reality TV, but I I think I'm kind of I think I'm a sucker for it now, and that's fine. Whatever you got to do what you got to do. The season two premiere of the um, Family Stallone is what it's called. Is um, again again uh, oh it's on Paramount Plus. It's an eight-part series. I kind of feel like I got to... All right, fine. I'm sold. I would do the same thing if it was um, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan. I would watch Hulk Hogan with his family. I know they're a little kind of messed up out there, but hey, they're from Florida. What do you expect? All right, speaking of messed up, uh, the Super Bowl streaker uh, paid $42,000 to go to jail. Of course, living their dream, running shirtless during the Super Bowl. Let's have a look. Or about two Florida men arrested after running on the field during the Super Bowl. Did you hear that? Florida men. 23-year-old Alex Gonzalez and 22-year-old Sebastian Rivera were booked on misdemeanor charges. Gonzalez said in an Instagram post that streaking the Super Bowl had always been one of his goals, adding on social media that he and Rivera had, quote, literally just paid $42,000 to go to jail. Both men are due in court April 17th. I tell you what, I don't know if I've got the $42,000 on me, but let's get a QR code. Let's get somebody to streak the Super Bowl with a QR code for the Patreon. Wouldn't that be fun? Patreon.com slash Dave Neal or a QR code for Bachelor Rush Hour. Maybe, you know, take them to a, leave, us a, leave us a nice rating and review. Oh, wouldn't that? We'd have 70,000 eyeballs in the stadium right on it. Everyone get your phone out. I'm about to streak. I need you to look at this QR code. I don't know. Do people do QR codes anymore? Is that still hip? Who knows? All right. I got a crazy story for you. This is wild. I saw this yesterday. It's a lot, it's moving quickly. 90-day fiancé star Mary Danuccio apologizes for falsely claiming she had colon cancer, asking fans for money. That's right. That's a long title. Um, how do we even break this down? Taking to her Instagram story Wednesday, the 23-year-old reality star declared that she made a mistake and she's just human. Explaining how that mistake could have happened, she wrote, all right, I'm just going to read what she said. I just want to say sorry for everyone. I posted, so I posted saying I have colon cancer. I made a mistake and I'm just a human. I'm very sorry, everyone. Because when the doctor told me I have colon issues, I thought that means I have colon cancer. I got anxiety attack and I thought I have colon cancer and posted it without thinking. It's my fault and I'm very sorry about it. But please stop harassing me and wishing me to die. I'm just a human. I'm in pain right now and the pain won't go away. I kept throwing up and I feel so weak. The doctor says my liver is inflamed and I have blood infections, UTI, and hemorrhoids. We're still waiting for another laboratory test for my colon again. Very sorry, I made a mistake announcing I have colon cancer. I just thought I have colon cancer because doctors said I have issue with my colon and they need to check it. I'm very sorry, I panicked and got anxiety. It looks like I, I don't. I'm not familiar with who this is, but it looks like English might be your second language. I would leave that excuse. Well, you know, I lost in translation. I thought I had something that I didn't. Either way, um, she and her husband Brandon first claimed she had cancer over the weekend when he shared a link to a fund fundraising page on his Instagram story. The page, which has since been deleted, asked fans to donate funds for the upcoming medical costs they would incur as she tried to get rid of her cancer. Hey, look, if we had universal health care, we wouldn't have to use GoFundMe when we get the um, sniffles. You know what I mean? This is a whole separate issue. They tied the knot in July of 2023, and their wedding aired during season five of 90 Day Fiance the other way last fall. Um, so, I guess they're doing good. I don't know. They they are parents to one daughter. 
whom they welcomed ahead of their wedding. I mean, I, I can understand somebody kind of being, um, I don't know, a hypochondriac. Oh, I've, I must have this. I must have that. But like, could you hold off on the GoFundMe till you have a positive cancer test result? Pretty wild stuff. All right. Who's ready to scream? I got a story for you. Biggest snake species in the world discovered in Amazon rainforest. And that's coming up next. So it seems as though they have discovered a new species of anaconda. I don't know if you've seen the movie Anaconda. How good is the movie Anaconda? You've got Owen Wilson. You've got John Voight. You've got a young Jennifer Lopez. I'm telling you, if you haven't, I'm not saying it's like well written and the Anaconda should, no, no, no. It's just a good movie. Uh, what's let's just just for fun. Let's look at the Rotten Tomato score of Anaconda because I bet you the Rotten Tomato score of Anaconda is below a sixty percent. But I'm telling you right now, if you haven't seen, oh yeah, yeah, look at this. The movie Anaconda has a forty-two percent tomato meter, tomato meter, and a twenty-four percent audience score. I'm telling you, it's it's better than that. Critics' consensus, Anaconda's pulpy pleasures are constricted by its own absurdity, but creature features, uh, but creature feature fans may enjoy its brazen silliness. I'm saying we're ready for an Anaconda 2. Again, J-Lo, Ice Cube, John Voight. I mean, look, okay, let's move on from that. That, that I mean, this movie was from 1997. Maybe I just liked it because uh, I was uh, in the middle of puberty and it had J-Lo and uh, Anaconda. You know what I mean? I don't know. Times were weird. What are you going to do? Either way, this new Anaconda species is looking wild. It was found during filming for National Geographic's Disney Plus series, Pole to Pole. Scientists have discovered a previously undocumented species of giant anaconda in the Amazon, which they, can, which they say can grow up to 7.5 meters and weighing close to 500 kilograms. Oh, can we get some non-metric measurements here? That's big. Okay, it's big. Until now, four species of anaconda were known, with the largest one, the green anaconda, inhabiting tropical parts of South America, such as the basins of the Amazon. These anacondas, found in the rivers and wetlands of South America, are well known for their lightning speed and ability to squeeze the life out of prey by coiling around, asphyxiating them, and swallowing them whole. Um, by the way, this is interesting because one of the most fascinating episodes of Joe Rogan I've ever listened to is when he interviewed Paul Rosalie, who talks about trying to save the rainforest and save uh, the Amazon. And he actually talked about battling this giant anaconda. Anaconda don't want none unless you got bones. Huh? And no one believed his story because they're like, no, 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 they're not that big. But as it turns out, he was right. Here's Paul Rosalie explaining the time he tried to catch an anaconda. The first one I did, I fucked up, though. The first anaconda I ever caught... <laughs> the first anaconda I ever caught, I really fucked up because I was like, okay, I know how to catch snakes. I've handled big snakes. I know what I'm doing, you know? They were going to come in from the bottom. I was going to come in from the top. I ran in, and I grabbed the snake by the head, and she went whoosh, and wrapped my hands, and my wrists are together. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. I was like, now I can't get out of this if I wanted to, and the next coil came over my shoulders. <sighs> And it's a 200-pound snake, so I'm, oh, so I'm on my knees. Shit. And so I'm, I, I went to scream, JJ, and all I got, I got nothing out. 
And so I'm sitting there wrapped in an anaconda with my clavicle like turning into a V. My shoulders were almost touching. And I could feel my ribs just about to go. Oh, boy. And three of my friends jumped on. They started untying it from the tail and everything like that. But I came that close. Like, oh, was, boy. I really fucked up. Oh, boy. Look at the size of that thing. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one? That is not the one. That is. Oh, look at the size. So, so he's looking at an anaconda that he has both hands around its neck. Again, I'm just doing the math here. He claims that that was 200 pounds. <laughs> and again, this was a big anaconda that he couldn't tackle, right? Well, this new one that's 500 kilograms, guess what? I've got the converter for all of our metric friends out there. That's 1,100 pounds. Well, cancel my trip to the uh, Amazon, please. I will not be going swimming in the... What's the river called that runs through the Amazon? What's it called again? Oh, the Amazon River. It's a no from me, dog. I don't think so. Well, look, I don't know if you guys respect my cornucopia of content, but we gave you a little of everything today, from true crime to bachelor to anaconda. Don't want none unless you've got buns, hon. If you don't know that song, what are you doing with your life? Well, we're going to have some fun YouTube content today, including um, Clayton's Accuser, her father posted on Facebook yesterday saying, like, we support our daughter and, you know, all of the sort of um, fiction she's been writing online. And it's amazing that a lot of people have written in to defend truth and to say, no, she's the real, you know, perpetrator of this nonsense, you know, sharing their First Amendment rights to disagree. And all those comments have been deleted but not before we got a hold of them. I'll be sharing them today. Again, these are just comments from good-natured people that don't want you know people to pee on their legs and tell them it's raining. Um, I don't know. Truth is kind of funny, right? It makes people do funny things out there. But I've really enjoyed watching the truth come out. I'm not going to be dancing on anyone's like, um, you know, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to this court case. Tr trust me when I say this. No one feels more, no one feels more bad than I do. I maybe that's just the uh, the Irish guilt, the Catholic guilt in me. But I just feel bad. I feel bad that I'm even a part of this. I feel bad um, that she's going through so much pain dealing with all of these lies and all of these things. But at the same time, I get messages every single day from all of you that continue to tell me, Dave, you know, she's making a mockery of the system. I miscarried or I had a stillbirth or I had to deal with this tragedy. And for her to weaponize it is just so insulting. And for all of the male victims that have their voices finally heard, you know, it makes it all worth it. But it does come with some collateral damage to my mental health and kind of, you know, the energy that I'm putting into the world. You know, I want to put positive energy into the world. You know, but sometimes in order to get to that positivity, you have to deal with reality, which in this case is trying to get to the truth uh, behind, you know, this absurd case we've been following. Um, all I can say is this. We got good news from the documentarian today. They are continuing to get real, real support for this like a docu-series and the series isn't even done being written because now the court case has been moved from February 27th to June 10th 
and we will continue to cover it. More on today's Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Uh, yesterday's Patreon was a huge hit. We've had, we've never had so many people on it. So if you want to get some of the insider info and extra content regarding that case or just want to support and donate to us, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Otherwise, we'll have content for you all day long. So stick around. I'm Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.